welcome to day 15 of retail religion our special 21 day series it's an instagram live <laughs> an instagram live chat that we are recording as a series of podcasts and a television special on channels tv which will start airing across the country from the first week of june which is next week my guest today is a woman who inspires so many of us across the world so many nigerian christians so many nigerian religious people of faith so many nigerians period um she is the senior pastor of the family worship center in abuja um and she is my guest she's here once she sends me the invitation i will i will accept and this conversation will start in earnest i'm very excited to host pastor sarah omaku Yesterday's session with Bishop Michael Konkwa was incredible. I've been having some incredible conversations since I started this series. I'm so honored and so blessed to be able to host so many incredible uh, people of faith on this series. This is like a dream come true. Hello, Ma. Good evening. Good evening, my dear brother. How are you? Well, very well, thank you, Ma. Great to see you. Great to see you, Ma. Great to be on TV with you. <laughs> You're looking lovely, Ma. Are you going I have to, to say that. Thank you, Ma. Um, it's an honor to be here. I know um, in um, 2007, 13 years ago, I was a student at the, at the um, Nigerian Law School in Abuja. And I was living with my auntie and uncle, um, Paul and Anosha Mwabuiko. And, you know, and we used to attend the Family Worship Center every Sunday. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, we used to. You people who have attended and don't pay tithes, I was not <laughs> <laughs> we apologize, ma. We will make you content. Uh, so yes, and I remember just watching you and thinking, and I know that I mean, I'm being blessed and just thinking, wow, Pastor, I, my head on Sunday, I'll be like, she's so graceful. She's so graceful. She's so graceful. And really? I remember, yes, I do remember that. Yes, I, I do remember thinking that. So it's, and this is 13 years after, it's an honor to be on this conversation with you. Glory be to God. Fantastic. I want to start by asking this. You've been, you're based in, you're, the headquarters of your church is based in Abuja. And, yes. you know, you are at the center of power. Um, you have been, you, 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 you have the privilege of power connection, so to speak. And yet, over time, you've made a habit of being, of saying some hard things to people in government. To, well, not to people in government generally, to politicians, you know, about the state of the nation and all of that. That must cost you some relationships in the capital city. 
you know um and especially as a pastor it's very easy for you to just hide and say you know what all i want to preach is peace i don't want to ruffle any feathers i want to bring everybody together but you you often take a clear stand why is that and how do you navigate the price you often have to pay for taking such stances well i i <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know much about that power and all of that but i know that i i, I have a platform to represent god mm. to represent god to the people and to represent the people to god and to to speak out to for the people mm. to speak out for the people mm. at all times I, I i have a personal conviction to to speak out for the poor there are we went to school so that we can speak for those who didn't go to school. We have a little money in our pocket so that we can help the people who don't have anything at all. So I, I, I feel that responsibility. And um, mm. it, it's just, the Bible is clear on that. It talks about you should fight mm. for the needy, the oppressed, the poor, the widows, the orphans, and all of that. So th that, is, yeah. that is important to me. That is important to me. Mm. I have been poor yeah. too. I have been a nobody and all. And God lifted me. And he didn't lift me up for me. He lifted me up because he trusted that if he lifted me up, I was going to lift somebody up. So that is what drives me. That unless I can use the position to help somebody, it's useless. It's a waste of the position. And um, so that, that is the driving force, is to please God and to help the people. And if I can help anybody, it's always a pleasure. And I don't know that it has cost me anything because I didn't... I didn't have any relationship with them in the first place. I just speak the truth and I just do what I need to do. And I, yeah, I know that I've lost one or two people, but it's okay. As long as I know that at night I can lie down and say, I did the will of God. I please God. I helped somebody. That's cool with me. Fantastic. Um, I'm, it, it, a number of questions I follow from that. Well, two questions. One, many Nigerians, especially, I'm a, I'm a Pentecostal, I'm a born-again Christian. Um, and obviously, and many people say that that's not what we see from leaders of the Pentecostal faith, that that kind of clarity, that kind of firmness, that kind of speaking hard truth is not often seen from Pentecostal ministers. What do you think of that, Mark? Do you, do you, and and if, 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 if that resonates with you, why do you... I mean, so for instance, I had Bishop Kuka on the show um, um, earlier this week. We, we have... Okay strong traditions of Bishop Kuka, Olubumi Okoje, Fadambaka, you know, Anglicans, John Onayekon, people who are at the top of that, who are very clear on burning issues that concern the people. Many say when it comes to Pentecostal pastors, much of what we hear is prosperity, is all of those things, not speaking truth to power. What do you think about that and why do you think that perception exists? I try not to indulge myself in matters that are greater than myself because I don't, <laughs> I don't think I have that. I don't, I don't think I have that knowledge or understanding. I try to stay mm. on my lane, but mm. if I must make a comment, I think that um, in Nigeria we're in a catch twenty two situation. We are caught between right. a rock and a hard place. A lot of people are accidental ministers. They are not called. They are accidental and economic ministers because they need to eat. Mm. And it, yeah, mm. they need to eat. So you can't blame them. They, so you go, you look for work, you look for work after university, there's no work. And um, you don't have money to start a business and all. But you can talk. 
So you collect a group of people mm. and you start without a call, without mm. a prayer, without a call. So mm. I, I don't know how many of them are called. And you can only do as much as you know. I, I must say that if they knew better, they would do better. So I think mm. that we're just caught in a hard place mm. in Africa, in Nigeria particularly, and mm. in survival. I, I said that the Pentecostal church has become a franchising enterprise. It's, 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 mm. it's, it's, it's a franchise. Just mm. cut your own, sell, mm. get your market, stop, and, and, and go on. So, mm. so in as much as I, 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 I don't like it, to an extent I can't blame them because people have to eat. It's right, right. So, right. so I think that is pure, a lot of it is driven by economics and economics. just mm. the and mm. um, unfortunately, they do hurt people in the process and all. But that is where we are. Mm. Our our system is is structured to make you sin. Mm. There is hardly anything you do mm. in Nigeria that honestly, there is hardly anything you do in Nigeria that you can't even just drink water clean. There must be sin in the water because something everything is wrong, you know. So you mm. you you don't want to. To steal in Nigeria, but the system is structured to make you steal. Same. You don't want to lie, but you have to lie because mm. the whole structure is is just so wrong. So mm. to an extent, people blame them like that. Um, that's my little note. That I is. Don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. That was strong like enough, man. That yeah. was strong enough, man. Um, 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 um. I remember one of your videos went viral last year. We were talking about this harrowing story of this family that came into Nigeria, you yes. know, and yes. were attacked by domestic terrorists, you know, yes. and I remember that, I mean, it was a long video. I remember myself and my friend, Umfan, were sitting there in the car coming from a retreat, and we watched yes. everything from beginning to the end because it was almost as if we were, we were, we were meeting our country for the first time, and it was almost like somebody painted a picture for us in a way that we had never seen it painted, you know. And it's—I think for many people, it reached straight into their hearts. Um, um, I don't even know how to ask this question, but why did why did that story strike you so deeply? And would you say that anything has changed about the issues you were talking about? since that date because that also was addressed directly to mr president as well it was like we're speaking on behalf of your city and it was a message of love it was a message of it was a message from a place of pain it wasn't that oh you are you're a bad person it's like look you are a president you are the father of the nation but look at what is happening to the nation that has been given to your care you know um so yeah. three questions I'll, I'll ask three questions in turn i'll remind you of them number one why did that story touch you so deeply Number two, what do you think the response from the president was to that, if any? And number three, has anything changed since that time in, in your reckoning? There's something that is coming to my head that I don't know if it's right or okay. wrong, whether I should say it or not. But, um, okay, ma'am. To an extent, the president comes to our church. <laughs> it's our church right now. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. In the, sense okay. That, in the sense that I know every Sunday there are SS and people sitting there to guard what, guard what we are saying and all of that, you know. Right. And then, of course, yeah. there are some big people there that come to church there. So, I, I have done three videos, and uh, the first one was when we wore black. 
And I know that I, that was when um, the, the thief killings and, uh, and all of that. So what, the way that comes to me is that I could look at a video and I would ask a few people, is this real? Is this not real at all? But that particular one really bothered me. And I, I, and I normally the way I know whether to, to say something or not is my spirit just weeps. As I'm reading the thing, I'm weeping in my spirit. And I try to, mm. to give it away. No, it's not important. Mm. It's not necessary. And then I can't sleep. That particular day, that particular one of that home, that, that, that family, that That's Muslim family, yes. I couldn't sleep. I went through the night. That was mm. when I knew I had to say something. You know? Mm. So sometimes it's just a passion that comes and a burden yeah. from the Holy Spirit. Yes. And a lot of them, I can just see them and just know. But this, this one really gripped me. And I believe that it was God. Mm. And what shocked me was when the government, quote and unquote, Shove it aside and said it is internet internet story. It's just internet. That was a response from the government. Right. That was so an that, internet. So that, right. Yeah, that it is social media. That pastor is just emotional. It's social media. And I'm like, really? Really? No wonder we are where we are. Yes, yes. Because everything becomes politics. Yes. yes. People are killed today. They will say, this party will say it is that party yes. that, that did that. I'm like, whether it's that party or not, somebody has been killed. Somebody mm. has been, been mm. killed. We mm. need to do something about it. But mm. it's like, everything is politicized. I'm like, seriously? Mm. So it's like a demon enters people once they enter power. Mm. <laughs> really, because what surprises me is that they, they are taken from us. It is us who become yeah. these, those politicians. Yes. And the moment you enter that space, Something, Something changes. The compassion goes away. The, yes. the thinking changes and all of that. And that is yes. overwhelming to me. That somebody yes. could hear that story and say in social, social media, media. I, I, I say we have a problem. We really do have mm. a problem. So mm. I, I'm, I'm not saying to, in my understanding that these are burdens from the Lord. And mm. that somebody, but what normally does happen is months later or weeks later, you will see them towing, beginning to say that thing I was saying. And right. pretend like it's their friends. He's saying it all along. Yes. But eventually, they do respond. Eventually, they do respond. Mm. At first, they may wave it mm. off, but later, they will say, they will do something about it. Like, when, that thing about mm. killing, I used to tell them and say, you people, stop this killing. Stop the... They will go this way, go this way. But then, months later, I, I heard the government stand up and say, you know, we are trying doing everything we need to do, blah blah blah. I'm like, mm. we should have done this three months ago, you know. So I don't I hope I answered your question. Yes, absolutely, ma. Absolutely, ma. What would you say, ma, is okay. the central I mean, what would you say for yourself as a minister, for yourself as a senior pastor of Family Worship Center? What is your major defining message, you know, to the world, to okay. the congregation? What's the thing that drives you? So let me tell you our vision. Family Worship Center exists to worship God, to demonstrate his, trans his transforming love to man in order to make him an agent of that love. So family, let me say it again. If you were, see, you are not a true member. You are not really coming because if you were coming, you would have said it. It would have said it with you. I <laughs> yeah, you, so you can't Family Worship Center, Family Worship Center exists to worship God, not man, yes. to yes. demonstrate his transforming love to man mm -hmm. in order to make him an agent of that, love. of that love. So, 
So that is our vision. That is our. That is what we do. Love. Love. And so when Love. I was listening to Bishop Okonkwo yesterday, I'm like, the next, the spirit of God is the same everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. So that is all we do. Love, love, love. The yes. Bible says, abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the, the greatest, greatest love. of them. I just, yes. I just push the other one aside. So let's pick the greatest. Let's focus on this greatest one. Let's focus on the greatest. Yes. So that is right, what we do. Right. That, that is who we are. Right. And what, what is it? Again, this is a question I've always wondered. I've always wondered about what inspired. The, the focus of the name as a family worship center. Okay, so family worship center was started by my husband, Pastor Ina Amaku, together. We, we, right. we, he first went to ORU or Roberts University to do his, right. um, ah. to, to do MD there, and right. then later he came to Regent University. And in right. the process of finding out what God would have him to, he began mm -hmm. to ask God what would, what would he, where would he want him to go. So, At first yes. we thought we were going to Kaduna, where we started. Right. God said, no, I'm sending you here, and he prayed, right. and the name Family Worship Center was given to him. We actually thought it was a brand new name, until later we discovered that there's another Family Worship Center in Baton, Baton, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know? So that was how the name came, and to, in, in our minds then, it was to minister to the whole family, to the man, to the woman, mm. to the boy, to the girl, to the single, to everybody, everybody belongs in a family. And so Every member of that unit. Yes, was was to every member of that family unit. Yes, right, right. Okay, but let's come back to the nation. People, you know, people have. I mean, you've been speaking about this about the country. Nigeria is a very religious country. Nigeria is a very spiritual nation. Um, you yes. know, we are constantly praying, praying for the nation. There is constantly prophecy. You know, the other day, I was my mother is a pastor, and I was joking with her and saying. That day there was a declaration for prayer for the nation. I said, Mommy, since I became born again in 1989, we have been praying and standing in the gap for this nation. I am I'm not the gap has filled up. <laughs> and you know, and it's just... whether it filled up or not, let it say gap, let the gap remain. I'm tired. I saw that, gap that that no prayer can cover. Let it just stay gapless. Let it just stay like that. I'm tired of the gap. <laughs> <laughs> that I was telling her this, I was mean, like, so how can there be so many Christians? How can there be so much prayer, so much spirituality, so many crusades, the biggest music concerts in the world for gospel, everything, and yet Nigeria has not changed? How can that be so? You know, that, that thing I told you from the beginning, that is yes, the, the, the country is set up to make you sing. Mm. Look at America, look at Britain, look at, they don't pray, they don't go to mm. Mm, mm. But their families are working. Mm -hmm. So it's not in praying. So all mm. these 120 days of prayer, 50 days of prayer fasting, mm. I don't buy it. I don't buy mm. it. Let's, I wish we will all just stop praying and start working and start putting our system, our structures in place. Let us go out on the streets and put good leaders. Because mm. these people don't have leaders. They don't have any, they don't, they don't pray. And mm. if you enter American Gen Church, where they are real Pentecostal, their prayer is sentences. Is still the same geometry. 
the same and then there are more students in the in the, in the same dormitory yes. the same toilet we used in 1984 is still the yes. one in Aminao. yes and yet we, we pray more than everybody we pray they just finished the ramadan now they just mm -hmm. finished the fasting and the salah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's not prayer mm. it's, it's a principle it's a, a, a demon a domain a, it's like a type of satanic whatever mm. that mm. it's not prayer I, i'm sorry mm. and i i pray a lot eh? i pray a lot but we pray we don't watch something is wrong with nigeria and it's not it's not prayer, mm. it's not prayer. no no mm. that type of prayer i wish we use it to just think and change mm. our imagine if I'm sorry, if the big, big ministers come out and lead a revolution, a mm. spiritual, and say, you know what, this, we can't accept this. Mm. Mm. There are just about three or four ministers in Nigeria that can come out today and that country will change. Mm. 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 I'm not kidding. I can name them on my finger. Five of them, if they mm. come out and speak, Nigeria will shake. But they will tell you that that's mm. not what God called them to do. That God called them to. Mm. So the, all mm. of us, call us as, no matter how much noise we make, we don't have the clout that these five people have refused to come out to, to represent us with. Because if they came out, those five of them, but I won't call their names so that they don't, you know, I won't call their names, but they know themselves. Those five of them, if they come out together and stand, Nigeria will shake. Hmm. 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 Wow. <laughs> don't you believe it? Ma, don't I didn't hear that. But don't you believe it? Of course, I believe. I, you believe you, I agree with you completely. I completely. I always say, I, I wish I had the cloud of living faith, the cloud of redeem, the cloud mm. of uh, this big people. Nigeria would have changed. Matter of fact, they would kill you. How many times mm. are we going to die? Once. Yes, ma. So what, what is the thing, ma? Is it a lack of is it a lack of courage? Is it a lack of you know, is it a lack of understanding? What is the thing that makes us unable to do whatever it is we need to do? For instance, when you talk about these pastors who can come out and lead the revolution, what is the thing that stops those who can from stepping up to do the work that they are able to do? You you mean that I, I know I, I I know what is in my head, and I am the one that opens the door and tells you what to do. You know how old I am. You know what? Before my face, I find you. Okay, but we'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. Yeah, um, move on. Move on. There are people who let's talk about younger people and, and Christianity and the church. Yes. They are, you know, um, across the world. It's, the, I don't. But there's no data for Nigeria, but Nigeria is a religion. Across the world, there's a move where and younger people. Problem. You know that Nigeria is the only country where they can't do census. Yes, yes, yes. It, we keep declaring two hundred million what are people we without. About? What are we yes. praying about? You can't do yes, ma'am. You can't do anything. Mm, mm. politics. But continue. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Uh, so I was asking. <laughs> I was. I was asking about younger people. Uh, younger yes. people in Nigeria, people say across the world, young people are leaving the church, people in their 20s and their teens. 
because they don't think that the church has the answers, that Christianity has the answers to the problems that they are facing now. You know, that they don't believe that, you know, pastors understand them, the church understand them, that the church is in tune with the times when it comes to societal issues, when it comes to gender, you know, when it, for instance, every, every other week on social media, there is a debate over feminism, there's a debate over patriarchy, there's a debate over all of these things. And younger people, especially younger educated people, feel like when these issues come up, the church is still preaching things that don't apply to life today. What do you say to that? First of all, I'm a church girl. Mm. <laughs> okay. I, uh, church is my life. Mm. So when you fight church or criticize church and all, I have a problem with it. Right. I tell my children, you people can say anything, but you see this Holy Bible, we cannot revise it, we cannot remove some pages. It is the only book we have. We are going to stay with this mm. book. When we go before God, we say, ah, you should have given us permission now to be revising this thing as the society was going on. But because we do not have that chance mm. right now, we are going to have to follow this book to the end. Mm. So when, when, you, when, mm. when you talk about um, the things we teach in church and all, and the present day reality, mm. realities, I have two opinions. Okay. There are certain things that we cannot change in the Bible. I will not change them. No matter what, no matter how hard you people, young generation fight, we will not, it cannot change. Mm. Especially mm. when the words came out from Jesus' mouth. Okay? Mm. Mm. Um, and then there are things, every, like knowledge, information is dynamic. It changes. It evolves. You know? So when things need to evolve, we need to change with them. If you don't if you don't bend, you will break. So I think that even in our our, our leading as leaders in church and all, we have to be flexible and all. Mm. But there are so, certain things we can certain things are sacred. Mm. Certain mm. things are sacred. In the Old Testament, in, in the Bible says, if anybody tells you not to follow the God of mm. Israel, kill mm. him. Anybody say follow another God. Mm. This Jehovah is not God. Kill him. Mm. In, in other words, one's relationship with God is sacred. Right. Your sex is sacred. Mm. You were made a man. I was mm. made a woman. Mm. Don't mess with it. It's sacred. Mm. You understand? Mm. Authority mm. to a large extent is sacred. Okay. The head of man is woman. Mm. Right. The head of the head of um, man himself is Christ. Right. The head of Christ is God. Right. That's hierarchy. Right. Don't mess it up. Right. I yes. know this generation is trying so hard to remove that, but I can't yes. change it. Blessing says you should not, you should not enter them. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't. Just leave certain things. Just leave it the way it is. Right. The head of Christ is God. The head mm. of man is Christ. The head mm. of the woman is man. Mm. 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 Your generation or this younger generation is trying to say no, mm. that we are equal. Mm. Yes, we are equal, but we are not. There must be a head, or else mm. where are we going? Mm. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, again, in developed societies, for mm. instance, they are not fighting the church as much. You know why? Because the mm. society meets their needs. You can finish and get a job. You can finish mm. and and if you are stuck, like mm. in America now, you don't have a job. Government is giving you check. Mm. In Nigeria, there is nothing. So, 
so there is a dichotomy there is a sharp difference between your life in Nigeria and America mm -hmm. and as a Christian mm -hmm. so we teach you the word of God but then you go outside the realities are not there the, 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 the yes. are not there to meet your need so right. it's a problem right. it's a problem but to, to answer the question I think that certain things should change mm -hmm. but certain things should not be taught remain secret right yes the husband is the head of the wife. Does not mean that he should be boss and lord. Mm. He is there as the authority, but mm. in the duties we can negotiate. Mm. But there must be a head. Mm. Till I die, I will tell women there mm. must be a head. Mm. I am a strong believer mm. of women taking care of children. The Bible says older women should teach younger women to love their husbands, love mm. their children, and to take care of their homes. Mm -hmm. They say, hey, but I'm also working. That is where we negotiate. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it is not your degree and all that will matter. It is how this your children turn up. Mm -hmm. So when children are young, I think that a woman, a woman owes it to take care of them. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm beginning to have a pro you know, my daughter just had a baby. Yeah, I'm a grandmother now. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. And I'm and I'm caring for this baby. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I keep saying to her. You cannot have a nanny for this child. Because as a mother, the two of us get tired. Right. The two of us get tired. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you leave this child alone to a nanny and she's tired and you're not there, what will you do? She will pitch him or slap him. Mm -hmm. so, um, so the Bible saw all of those things and said mm -hmm. women should love their children, mm -hmm. keep home, and take care of their husbands. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's something in the Bible we cannot scratch. It's there. So we will manage it until we go before God. And if he changes mm -hmm. it, fine. If he says we are wrong, we thought you're sorry, sir. We thought this was all the we meant. Was it. Up until now, sir, that is the only book we have. That is so certain, certain things can we can shift, but mm. in, so you, it, I just have a problem with young women these days. Mm. Mm. Young mm. women leaving babies. You are mm. dropping a two-month-old, a three-month-old baby at the daycare. You are leaving the house, and what are you looking for? Mm. But mm. then I think that you can find something to do from home. I also think that in every person, especially if you went to school, you should work. You yes. should do some, some, some form of work. Mm -hmm. So it is, we have to do the work that is a problem. You can mm -hmm. stay at home and look for something to do so mm -hmm. you can take care of your children. Right. I am a strong believer that at the end of the day, mm -hmm. your children are your report card. Right. Not mm -hmm. where you work. Mm -hmm. Because at my age now, I'm not, all I'm thinking of is the success of my children, my biological and spiritual children, and they succeed. That's all. It's not whether mm. I built mm. a house or I did this or I did that. It's my children. So it's important. So mm. Mm. certain things in the church, we can't change much. But in the things that we can right. change, I'm willing to bend. We can't I'm willing to bend. Change those ones. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Okay, still, Something still, that I was still, going to... Still, 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 a man yes. is the head of the home. Is the head of right. his wife. Right. So, there Fantastic. Must there must be a head. Right. And I wish, oh. I wish to God that women will treat men like kings. It's, it's just beautiful when a woman when a woman treats a man like a king. It's beautiful. Well, I want to ask something. Something I want to ask. One of the members, yes, one of the members in church has said that one of the duties of why they like to go to family worship center is because there's a robust, there's an atmosphere of robust debate, even for the younger people. That you know they know that they can come to you and say, "Mommy, we didn't agree with that. Auntie, we didn't agree with this." And even just looking at the comment section now from, you know, from 
from blessing to her friends. There is a robust like interaction. They are they are. They are Blessing is killing me. She must be killing me. She's, she's, she's on a roll. How do you create such an atmosphere where you can have this? Because it's not, it's not usual. It's not usual in many churches. Especially churches that are not for younger, that are not pastored by young people, younger people, where there's this robot back and forth. You can discuss, you can debate, you can give feedback. How have you been able to create such an environment? in your own church and in your own ministry, especially with younger people? I don't think, I think it's foolishness to not let everybody air out their opinions. I think mm -hmm. it's foolish. Even God said, come, let us reason together. Mm -hmm. God of creation, he says, mm -hmm. come, let us reason together. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you don't allow everybody to say, air out their views, you are mm -hmm. changing yourself. You are, mm -hmm. you are, there is a whole catchment you are leading out of the discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I, I long ago, Pastor Ina and I would sit down and listen to the children. They would debate, especially Blessing. Blessing was born as a lawyer. She just had her mind, you know. You had to listen to her. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that, see, the Bible says to test all things. If that thing you say is from the Lord, is from the Lord, it should be mm -hmm. able to stand the test of questioning and, and questioning. So you allow people to speak and you talk. Mm -hmm. My one of the strongest Bible, Bible verses in my mind all the time is mm -hmm. that um, um, the wisdom that is from above, mm -hmm. when he sees reason, it will mm -hmm. yield. Mm -hmm. That's James chapter three. Mm -hmm. So when I sit with my pastors or with board members or all, mm -hmm. I would put all our things on the table. And I'll say, This is what I think. If you have a superior, whatever, bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. And if your idea is better than mine, mm -hmm. I take your idea. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't have anything to gain by insisting that it, I am Pastor Sarah. So you have to live. No. Mm -hmm. Who says I have the monopoly on wisdom or knowledge? Mm -hmm. So if I see reason, normally I will say this is what I think. After we have discussed, 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 and then I yeah. sit down and say this is what I think. Does anybody think differently? I say please talk because I want the best, not my mm -hmm. idea. So, mm. in, in listening to your children, in listening to your friends, your brothers and sisters, you come with the best decision that pleases everybody. You say, so this is what we are going to do. Is everybody okay with it? If, it, if you're not okay with it, please let me know so that mm. we get the best. best. That's how I have led. That's yeah. how I have led. Yes. But, 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 but is, there, is, is there a reason why... But this is not the normal church. I was talking to Bishop Okonkwo yesterday as well. I was also saying this is not the normal church system. As well, because in our culture, young yes. people just listen to older people. They don't ask questions. They don't challenge. Then when you now add God on top of it, you know, you now be like, look, I am the voice of God. I am the ETCT. You don't challenge me. So you are saying, are you saying that is not actually how it's supposed to be? There's supposed to be a robust no. conversation between See, pastor and congregation. Jesus already... I, I normally tell them in our church, I say, you people, are you mm -hmm. Pastor will steal money, you'll be looking. Pastor will do this, you'll be looking. Ask questions. Mm -hmm. like, what do you have brains? I say, you mm -hmm. don't be coming to church. Ask me, you don't. I say, if you want to see how your money is, mm -hmm. go to the accounts department and ask them. Let them open mm -hmm. the books and show you. I go. Mm -hmm. Anything mm -hmm. that is of God can be questioned, can be tested. Mm -hmm. Test all things. Test all mm -hmm. things and prove mm -hmm. more fast to that which is good. You know, mm. so mm. somebody will come and people think that they can intimidate me when they say, God told me. I say, which God? 
Because hmm. God tells you, it, I have to check it in the Bible. It has to agree with the Bible. God cannot tell you to pray for somebody's wife to die so you marry them. Which God is that? Mm, 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 mm. so, so, because somebody say, God said, God said. Keep quiet. No, I will, I will challenge it, especially mm, if it does mm, not answer other, if it does not tick other boxes. Because there are many boxes to every don't say the Lord. Yes, yes. Fantastic. One more question, Ma. Talking about the church. Another question, Ma. Talking about the church. Women pastors. Women pastors. One of yes. my big struggles in this series is was that, obviously, this is my series, so it's about religion generally, but I have had a lot more of past people from the Christian faith uh, because mm -hmm. that's my tradition. So naturally, it came to me that way. But one of the struggles was to find, I mean, obviously there are women pastors, but to find strong female national voices in their own rights, you know, who are known for their own message, for their own, you know, for their own ministry, you know, and that has been difficult. I remember Pastor, Pastor Bishop Okonkwa said yesterday that his term was one of the first to ordain women. But we still have many, even Pentecostal churches, where women are not ordained. Women can be given anything. The head of this ministry, the senior deaconess of that ministry, the general superintendent of this section, but that pastor, that climbing up to the pulpit on Sunday, on Wednesday in headquarters to preach, does not happen. Why is that still the case for women in Christendom, even in more progressive expressions like Pentecostal churches. I'm going to say something that is going to shock you. Right. Okay. I am. I am. I am a senior pastor by default. Right. Right. By accident, because my husband died, we were co-pastoring with him, right. and my husband was kind enough to put me on the pulpit every time. In fact, the first time I tell them, the first time he allowed me to preach, I preached for one hour and 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> and, and he was there saying, hey, my husband was just an amazing human being. Wow. So I, I had overshot by 45 minutes or by actually by one hour. Right. So I thought that he would tell me not to preach again. Then the next Sunday he still he said, but honey, divide the time. That one hour, shared it to two. Shared it to <laughs> He said it's for two Sundays. Right. And he kept putting me out there and putting me out there as if he knew he was going to die. Mm. For a long time, I've always thought that, like I said, I was going to say something that would shock you, that women should not be senior pastors. Hmm. You know why? Hmm. I have thought so. Hmm. I'm changing. Right. Because it, if you, if, especially younger women, now I have made an adjustment in my mind. If you're a widow, you, you are an older lady that is not married, don't have children and all, you can do it, but because it's so tasking, it's so tasking. It is work. It is. It is. It's not. To, I want to say it's not work for women, but I'm doing it. But I'm, I'm doing it because I am not. I don't have a husband. I answer. To, I don't have to cook for anybody. I don't have to have sex. You know, if you don't want to have sex, and or you don't want to, I then you fight with the husband and go and climb the pulpit. I don't have those problems. You know, for the simple reason that. It is so difficult to care for a woman, for the house, your family, your children, and then mm. preach. In fact, there were times when my husband was alive. I'll be doing a message in those days. And unfortunately, my children are listening, but they are adults, so they can't <laughs> what I'm saying. Once my husband 
one gave me time to preach. That week, I'm not talking to him. Oh. Right. I'm also come and stand in his pajamas. It's like when you come to bed. I'm like, are you mad? Can't you send the spirit? One day, my husband came in his pajamas around 11 and it was church the next day. <laughs> he used to call me Matana. Matana is my wife. And I was like, I said, Matana, let's go. I said, when I won't finish, he said, drop that thing and let's go. <laughs> you understand what let's go it means, man? You know what? Please preaching to me. I don't want you to preach again. I want you to be my wife. <laughs> imagine, imagine a woman going through that all the time as a pastor, you know. Yes, you're fighting and then you're preaching at all. So I don't it's not easy for a woman to be a pastor. Although no. honest, if if anything you give a woman, they do it with all their hearts and all. Yes, yes. All their hearts. So I've told the woman in our church. If you don't have a husband, you don't have a children, you don't whatever, you want to be a pastor, come, I'll let you be a pastor. Yeah. But if you have a husband and all, especially the children are young, young, yes. because they need to go to school, they need to, you, you need to wake up and do breakfast and make sure everything is okay. Yes. It's, a, it's difficult. But, um, and then there are some men that are willing to just let their husbands, their wives be mm. and do anything. But even mm. at that time, when a boy wants something, he wants it, you know, no yes, matter sir. what you are doing. Uh, <laughs> it's a question I can't answer, to be honest. Right, right. If Pastor, if Pastor Ina was, um, was alive, I was just happy to be his wife. Mm. That, was my, that was my greatest joy. I just wanted to mm. be Pastor Ina's wife. Mm. But by virtue of his death, and since we started the church together, so the question is, why didn't you allow somebody else to be the pastor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was something Pastor Ina and I burst. Mm. And we pastored together. I did everything with him. And I knew the vision. I knew we talked about it day and night. So mm. I knew where the church was going and what the mm. ministry we had planned and all. So mm. it was just natural for the board to make me mm. the pastor. You mm. know? Mm. Because mm. it was like we brought the baby and I couldn't give him give it up. That was that was the reason. That was right. right. Yes, right. yes. Right. I bought some First of all, all of again in the comment section, all your children are there saying mommy we are disagreeing with you and i'm joining them <laughs> yes <laughs> but what i love about the answer is that you didn't say you basically explained it from your own personal so that hope yes not oh god said this or you know this is the yes ma'am. which which i think is something so yeah yeah which i think is powerful I think pastor, I think women can be pastors. I think they can be. Right. It's just that it's right. going to it's difficult to be honest. It's difficult, right? Uh, right. Have you do, do you know what it means when men will come and sit in your room and tell you somebody has died, pastor, and you are the one to make the decision? Or things that mm. men, quote unquote, men should do, they come to you. It's not easy, mm. but then you can do it because I'm mm. doing it. Like I said, but like I said, I'm doing it yes. simply because. I don't have a child, I don't have a husband, I don't have anybody needing anything from me. But that means I've gone, man, because I was having such a blast. But I'm going to ask the last questions now. I will move over time for this. COVID, okay. COVID, this time of COVID, so much uncertainty. Yes. Well, now, now, we are, now life is slowly coming back to normal, in quotes. You know, people are venturing now, things are starting um what is your what has been your message and what is your message to people at this time to people who are 
looking to you for comfort, looking to you for wisdom, looking to you for clarity. What is your message at this time? Fear not. Mm. Fear not. Mm. We'll get over this. Mm. This came mm. from hell, it's going back to hell. And God, mm. God is in charge. God is in control. Mm. The government mm. of this world has become the same forever and ever. It's not the devil that is in charge. It's not COVID mm. that is in charge. This, it will pass. Some have come before and they pass. This one is not difficult. So just hold steady and just stay with God. It will pass. That's my message. And finally, are you looking forward to returning to the physical pulpits? Are you and how have you been managing with preaching online and messages online? How has that been for you? Hey, are you looking forward to? Not I'm not preaching. No. Oh, okay. You know this thing about about pastor that he is the only person that has to preach. Is the is the or guy. My yeah. husband taught us long ago that you are not the only medicine man. Huh. If it me America, I'm speaking to you from America right now. Right, right. Okay, so I, it caught me. We were supposed to have been back home last, but there's, there are no flights and all. Yes. But what we had done in Family Worship Center was to give away the ministry to people. The Bible says to train the people to do the work. Mm. And so mm. other pastors are preaching. I'm telling them what to preach. I'm giving them the timetable and all. And they are mm. preaching. And life goes on. That mm. one that you must be the only person climbing the pulpit. I think mm. it's more self Please don't mm. quote me. I just said it. I just think. <laughs> what is that? What are you trying to prove? That what? What about these other people sitting with gifts in the church? Can you preach? Are you the only one that can preach? Mm. And if you die, what will happen? Will the life will mm. stop because the stop. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to. So they are preaching. They are doing different things. They are. They are helping the people who need have needs. They are giving people. I just need yeah. to approve and all. And yeah. so I don't. I don't. Once in a while, I will record a message to them and greet them, just so that they yes. hear my voice. And voice. But yes, not I have to. Mm -hmm. right. no. That is how Fan I've dealt with COVID. Fantastic. Thank you, ma. That's a very fantastic model. Thank you so much, ma, for this session. This has been a blast. We've had a blast. This has been... I thank you for your authenticity, for your truth, and for your fearlessness. Always, ma. You are an inspiration to so many of us. Thank you so much. The yes. only reason why I, I agreed to do this was um, because of the interview you did months back and right. you spoke out for me. That was fantastic. Thank that you. was fantastic. That was Thank why you. I agreed to else I have no need to be on TV. Thank, Thank you, you so much Thank for you, speaking out. No matter what hit you get, keep speaking out. Speak Thank you so much. Thank you. Those things, those things happen. They Thank happen. you. Yes, ma. Yes, ma. Yes. Ma. Thank you so much, ma. Thank you. God bless you. And thank everybody for joining us. This has been a fantastic Hi session. Those of you who abuse me, I forgive you because you don't know what you are doing. God bless you. <laughs>